happen if the world were a little bit different. We are live here with special guest Jim Fetzer, and we're going to be covering a lot of topics pertaining to the Capitol, what happened on 1-6, and the QAnon phenomenon, which is what I'm going to call it now. So, uh, Jim, um, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let's start with this, because what brought uh, you to mind today is I was reading an article at jamesfetzer.org and it was the one called Jack Mullen Trumped and Dumped The Psychological Operation to Scramble to Survive. So what I wanted to talk about was um, what is your take on how people who have followed the QAnon phenomenon are responding to this supposed inauguration? Well, bear in mind that I published the article because I thought it was well-written and well-argued, but I don't agree that Trump was fraudulent. I think he's done a tremendous amount of good for the nation. And if you were to check the comments on the blog, there are some that are simply excellent in response to what Jack published there. Uh, I will, you know, refer to, for example, a wonderful piece um, by William DeBerg, who talked about a lot of Trump accomplishments, and I think had it exactly right, that he, you know, pulled almost all our troops out of the Middle East, that he cut down illegal immigration into the United States, that he brought back a lot of manufacturing jobs, that he fought against the COVID lockdowns and hysteria, that he defended almost alone at times traditional American values. I think all that is corrupt and much more. He was responsible for getting a huge number of conservative judges appointed to the court and three members of the Supreme Court. And perhaps uh, among his most enduring contributions, called out the fake news media for what they are, a massive propaganda operation that frequently operates independent of the truth and opposite the best interests of the American people. Indeed, I've been pondering, given that I have known how the Zionists have dominated the mainstream media in the United States for a very long time, just as they do Hollywood, where I have, for example, I have a panel of 100 executives from CNN, every one of whom is a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen. I have another panel of a 100 executives from NBC, every one of whom is a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen. I have another panel of 100 executives from the New York Times, every one of whom is a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen. And I've been trying to sort out why Israel would have it in for Donald Trump 
And I think that in spite of his largesse to Israel moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, declaring the Golan Heights to be Israeli property when everyone recognizes it's Israeli-occupied Syrian territory, unfunding the U.N. organization, assisting the Palestinian refugees, even redefining by executive order, which I found especially offensive. And mind you, I'm a very strong Trump supporter, but when he's wrong, I'm very critical. And this was a case that was egregious, redefining anti-Semitism to include criticism of the government of Israel, its policies and actions. I mean, that's about as monstrous a violation of the First Amendment as we could have. Well, on, on that well, topic, Jim. Exceeding, the I mean, Democrats are exceeding them now by disallowing anyone from talking about the fraudulent election, which was stolen on a massive scale, unprecedented in American history. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, you can't even say that now. And you know, the worst fears of the so-called conspiracy theorists have been realized. We saw this with the heavy-handed censorship moves against anybody even talking about QAnon. And one of the things I do on my platform on this, you know, we talk on the phone about anything. And I think it should be fine to even discuss something like QAnon, even from an apolitical perspective or any perspective. But they don't even well, want it talked about at all. They're burning books, essentially. So I want to make sure this book doesn't get burned. So whatever anyone's take on Trump or QAnon, I think it's important not to broad brush the people who found um, value in looking into this area of research. So for um, people who are following the QAnon, now they're seeing that, no, the deep state wasn't exposed on this day of the inauguration. So what does that mean? Is there another aspect to the supposed plan that we're waiting for? Oh, I believe I believe that there is, and it's uh, a bit complex and requires familiarity with aspects of history that are generally hidden from the American people, such that in 1871, the United States was bankrupt because of the Civil War. I mean, it was draining resources on both sides, and in order to regain solvency, the United States entered into an agreement with European bankers and in the UK uh, uh, to create a, a corporation, the United States of America, legally spelled out in capital letters, uh, uh, where the, the North American continent, the, the United the States, and the people of the United States were collateral for the loans. Now, this created a very peculiar situation we've been in until relatively recently where it appears that Donald Trump, and I think this had to do with his background as a businessman, he's gone through bankruptcy himself, he's used to dealing with corporations, he would have the background and experience to figure out what to do about a, you know, a, a United States of America corporation versus the the, the Constitutional Republic of the United States, and he went about fixing the problem, submitting the paperwork in, uh, in London 18 months ago to dissolve the corporation and for all of its assets to go to the Republic, where the, the, the date of the resolution was 11.59 p.m., in other words, a minute before midnight on the 19th, the day before the inauguration.
and it, it, I've got a, a fair amount of substantiation here I want to share with you, including several different discussions. But if, if that is the case, then it means that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were inaugurated as the president and vice president of what is a defunct corporation that they actually have no legal authority vis-a-vis -vis the constitutional republic, which means that we're in a very unusual situation. Now, the SGT report actually addressed this recently, and I'd like to play a, a few minutes Sure, uh, but, from the interview here. Well, let me ask you this, because we just witnessed this inauguration spectacle, and as you saw, it was very conspicuous in that nobody was allowed in. It was surrounded by an inordinate, I mean, how many, 25,000 uh, National Guard soldiers. It just wasn't really open to the public, and this you know, should be a public event. It just seemed to be very secretive. So everything about this has well, been weird. And since then, people have even questioned if Joe Biden is even in the White House or if he's at some theater stage area, Castle Rock Productions or something. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm going there. But I want to lay up the foundation so you understand why all this is important. It appears that the inauguration was pre-recorded, that it wasn't actually taking place at the place and time designated by the Constitution, which means it's invalid. I was paying attention to the time, and I noticed it was too early that Joe Biden was being inaugurated, not at, at noon Eastern time, but like 10 minutes earlier. Well, a fellow named Charlie Ward has a friend in Spain who had a copy of the inauguration seven hours earlier which means that whole thing was staged. And let, let, let me explain why I think this may be correct, as odd, as bizarre as it sounds. Remember, Donald Trump won an enormous and overwhelming electoral victory over Joe Biden. Joe Biden, everyone knows, was a mediocre candidate. He'd run three times for president, and before South Carolina, he had run a single caucus or a single primary. Nobody cares about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a, a, a notorious liar. He's, a, he's some kind of pedophile. Uh, he is engaged in all kinds of corrupt business activities. If it, if it were not for Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, having bottled up the Hunter Biden laptop, just as his predecessor, James Comey, had bottled up the Anthony Weiner laptop, no one in the country would have given a damn about either Hillary Clinton or, or Joe Biden because they're, they're miserable, execrable human beings. They are among the most disgusting on the face of Earth. Not only that, but I'm convinced that uh, at the first debate that they affected a substitution, that they had a problem because Biden was cognitively impaired. In fact, we have a, a defector from the staff said that the anti-dementia medication that Biden was taking had the unfortunate side effect of incontinence so that they actually had staff meetings discussing what type of adult diaper he ought to wear that would be least visible through his clothing and not crinkle when he urinated. Oh, and they know, asked for a, Okay, I, I saw this video this morning, you probably saw it, where he's walking with Joe Biden and they're passing by some Marines and he says, hey Joe, salute the Marines. 
Instead of saluting the Marines, he speaks the command, which suggests that there's an earpiece telling him what to do as he's walking around. Yeah, of course. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that just happened like yesterday. That he, He's given the instruction to salute the Marines, and he's so used to simply repeating what he's being told through his earpiece that he just says salute the Marines, and he does not actually salute the Marines. But I'm telling you a, a bit more about it as to why this appears to be the case and why I don't even believe that's the real Joe Biden. I mean, <clears throat> when the Biden team asks for a break every uh, 30 minutes, I mean, this is only a 90-minute debate, the first debate, and the Trump team declined, it appears they went with Plan B. Now, we already knew that Biden had all the questions. This is par for the course. Hillary had all the questions down in Brazil and made sure of that. And interestingly, and this will probably surprise even you, uh, Tim, that, that Hillary used a body double in her debates with both Bernie Sanders and with uh, Donald Trump. You can see it. I give an ample discussion about it in a in a program of mine called uh, Fake News Issues of Identity, you can find on uh, one of my websites, namely jimtheconspiracyguide.com. Okay. What, what does he, this what, is great. What does, Re really quick here, because you brought up this thing of body doubles. And so for anybody who has any doubts about this whatsoever, one, it's known, it's an open secret. But two, Laura Loomer got up close to Kamala Harris on the campaign trail, and it was a body double. She got called out, and she ran from Laura Loomer. So you can see Kamala Harris's body double in action, and it doesn't even look like her. So this is par for the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a, this is a better body double, and this is the guy who was inaugurated and, you know, potentially has the nuclear code, and we don't even know who he is. I mean, this is a pretty serious situation. Uh, I, 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 because I had done a fair amount of work on body doubles, including, you know, the, the, the Paul Fall case, which seems to generate more emotion than any other issue I ever deal with, to wit that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced by a, a fellow I regard as an even better musician, but he's four inches taller. He has a, a more oblong face. Uh, he, he, he has uh, better teeth than a normal palate. Paul had bad teeth and a narrow palate. I mean, I'm used, the point I'm making is I'm used to dealing with body de uh, double issues. So I think it may have been, uh, I was primed to notice that this guy didn't appear to be Joe Biden. He's got a narrower skull. He's got uh, brown eyes instead of blue. James Woods, the actor who's very politically astute, tweeted that right off the bat. Uh, he has uh, a more cleft chin, and Biden does have a cleft in his chin, but it's kind of broader and not as noticeable. But most importantly, Joe Biden had pendant ears, meaning where his ears, talk about his right ear, attaches to the skin, it curls upwards, so you have a part hanging down like a pendulum, pendant yes. ears. Yes. Uh, on, yeah, on Twitter. The Biden replacement ears connect straight to the skin. So, I mean, ears are as distinctive as fingerprints, Kim, so this is not the same guy. Okay, well, uh, like a month and a half ago, there was this clip that came out from Barack Obama where he joked about how he would like to have a third term in his basement, in his flop clothes, just controlling somebody like a puppet. And he had a bit of duper's delight about him when he said it. 
And I get that impression about Joe Biden. And people have noted you've got lobes and no lobes, Joe. There's body doubles. So there's no way this is an authentic person. This is some type of a, a puppet. And, you know, another thing I want to bring up here was the thing at the Capitol. It was such a farce. It was such a non-event. You know, you analyze this thing at the Capitol. And I want to get your take on that because it's really surprising to me that that event had the impact that it did and it disrupted, I think, a fair auditing of the election. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that was part of the purpose. Yeah. Well, we go to the timeline. Uh, you've got the, 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 a fellow by the name of uh, Jonathan Sullivan, who's an Antifa provocateur, Whereas brother James, who's of a different political persuasion, reported that John led 226 Antifa members into the Capitol. It appears to have been orchestrated by Nancy Pelosi, the Capitol Police, and the mayor of Washington. They actually drove a lot of these Antifa members up to the Capitol in black SUVs. And the timeline is such that they were, the protesters were arriving at the Capitol at 1240. That's at the Capitol while it was at the ellipse over a mile and a half away, Trump was speaking. And of course, no Trump supporter is gonna leave a speech where Donald Trump is speaking to go to the Capitol. It wouldn't happen. So Trump is still speaking and all his supporters are still there when the protesters are already arriving. By one o'clock, you got the Capitol Police Chief uh, seeing officers being attacked. By 109, you got the Capitol Police Chief requesting the National Guard. Now, if you look at the footage, it's very obvious they are letting them in. They are opening the barricades. And not only that, but inside, you got Capitol Police are taking selfies with these guys. They're telling them where the offices are located. One thing about the Capitol is that it's not uh, easy to negotiate because none of the members have nameplates on their door. So unless you knew whose office it was, just by the number, you would have no idea that this, for example, is Nancy Pelosi's office. So they were led there, and this whole thing was completely orchestrated in stage so they could claim completely falsely, I mean, I watched the whole speech, that Trump had incited an insurrection. It was just ridiculous on its face. Yes. But it had the effect of it had the effect of disrupting the discussion of the election fraud, the evidence for which is massive and overwhelming, led to an adjournment and to all this hullabaloo, all this propaganda nonsense about a uh, uh, with his second impeachment, which is about as ridiculous as it could be. It was done in violation of the protocols. Uh, Trump wasn't allowed to present a defense. It was a rush, rush, rush thing. And now, of course, even though he has ostensibly left office, which makes impeachment indefensible, I mean, there's no constitutional ground for it, as experts like Alan Dershowitz have pointed out. They want to have a second impeachment nonetheless so that they can bestow the, the, the penalty of not allowing him to run again. You, you, you've got to realize, Kim, Donald Trump won around 75 million votes. Joe Biden, as best I can tell, might have won around 25. In other words, Trump beat him massively. Oh, it's and, and embarrassing. It, it, I was watching on YouTube. They have to hide the thumbs down 
on Joe Biden's videos. They have to hide the number of views because compared to Trump, you can see there's a massive disparity, just like we saw with the rallies. You have you know, a few people, maybe uh, a few dozen people spaced out at the Biden rallies, and then the Trump events are these mega super spreader events. And one, nobody's dying of COVID from these big super spreader events. But two, obviously the numbers here, uh, the numbers don't lie. Uh, and on the live streams, why can't Biden get more than 2,000 people? Well, he couldn't even get 20 people. I mean, look, he went up to Duluth where I resided for 19 years when I was on the Duluth campus of the University of Minnesota as a professor of philosophy. Uh, Biden uh, uh, had a rally at the Carpenters Union in Duluth, and there were a dozen people there, including his security detail, a dozen. Uh, uh, while Trump was elsewhere in Minnesota drawing tens of thousands. I mean, this happened all the time. It happened with Hillary, too, for example. She'd be in St. Petersburg drawing a crowd of a few hundred. Trump would be, you know, Boca Raton drawing 30,000. So they actually photoshopped images of Hillary's event to make it look like she had a massive turnout, too. Uh, they rigged all the polls. They massively, deliberately oversampled Democrats, women, self-described liberals and progressives. Well, they tried to make it look as though Hillary had a, like a 99% expectation of winning, so Trump voters might as well not turn out. Well, not only did Trump voters turn out, even though they had rigged Hillary's election too, but it happened again, even though they anticipated and they'd gone to great measures, great lengths using these Dominion voting machines, which are designed to steal elections. I mean, that's why they exist. They switch votes from, from Trump to Biden. Uh, they deleted uh, Trump votes. They have a printer. They can print extra votes. And even with the Dominion voting machines, Trump was ahead in all the key states when they realized this wasn't going to work, so they had to call a halt to the vote to jack it up and give Biden artificially like 300,000, 400,000 votes to put him ahead and then adjust the algorithms that control the programs so that Biden would maintain a minor lead like 50.5% over 49.5 to guarantee that he would come out the winner. Uh, Sidney Powell has actually posted the actual results of the election before the Dominion servers were seized, where Trump had 410 electoral votes, even carried California and Minnesota. I actually anticipated that would happen because I have contacts in California who are very upset with the Democratic Party out there. Newsom, you know, for example, has been a tyrant. People were disgusted and ready to stick it to him. Now, if we get back to this issue of, you know, uh, May 4th and the Q movement, while I have, uh, you know, not been a devotee, uh, Q has been widely regarded as representing inside information about the Trump administration, how things were developing. I have a show I do on a weekly basis with a woman by the name of Louisa. It's her show where I'm a co-host called The Goldfish Report. And Louisa's a major follower of Q, so she frequently put out reports about Q. Well, the latest we have is what's happening on March 4. Since Biden has been sworn in, Q supporters have started focusing on the new date of March 4, which is when Biden will be deposed and replaced by Trump, who will again be sworn in as president. 
Now, they observe here in commenting on this that it's a provably false theory because for Trump to be sworn in, the current U.S. government would have to be forcibly overthrown. But the point I began with and started making is that actually the situation is far more complex and subtle than one might have supposed because it appears that Trump actually did uh, 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 take care of the of the uh, corporation, the U.S. corporation that had existed since 1871 and had it dissolved as of uh, 11.59 p.m. on the 19th of January, the day before the inauguration, where all the assets went to the United States of America. Here, here's a report coming from a fellow named Alan Powell Parrott, directed to Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney and Major General Paul Valley. Let me read just part of it. Okay. All seems to be going according to plan. Did you watch President Trump's farewell speech? I... Notice the flag reader. Yeah, yes, I did. And I've, I've seen, and why don't you explain, um, and go ahead and, and preface this and yeah, let's go ahead and have you read this part because what we are explaining for people who just joined us is this notion that America, the corporation was put down on one nineteen right before midnight and that it's going to get a reboot, a new system starting March 4th. And that what we're seeing between now and then is some type of a hideous charade. Well, what, what it is basically is, uh, that the military is in control of the government at this point in time and that they are going to conduct a mopping up operation, basically. I'm telling you, if you go back and, and review the bidding, and we get this from General McInerney, but also from Jerry Corsi, who had a wonderful presentation about this before. During the Obama administration, the generals were so upset with the degree of corruption in the White House that they contemplated carrying out a military coup. Before they did that, however, they consulted with Donald Trump, in whom they had great confidence. And in their discussion with Trump, he raised the question, well, why can't you simply arrest them all now? Well, they conducted a survey and they found that if they were to arrest all of the complicit, most of whom, by the way, were engaged in acts of pedophile, I mean, this is a very major problem, it turns out, that it would have involved 70% of the government, which would therefore have collapsed. So instead of going about, what they did was to support Trump to become a candidate for president. And of course, because he was an outsider, the establishment on both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans were wary because he could potentially threaten their interests. And indeed that all came to pass because Trump is basically uh, incorruptible. So what happened was Trump came into, bit, into office and began cleaning things up, but there was a, quite a lot to undertake. Now, it's interesting with that 70%, because it struck a chord with me having interviewed uh, Jim Rothstein, who's a New York City Gold Shield detective who had been responsible for cracking many pedophile cases in New York, only to find them quashed by the district attorney on political grounds. So that when I began to hear leaks about the contents of the Anthony Weiner laptop, where Jim no doubt had better sources than I, but when I contacted him to share with some of the horrific contents, I asked where he surprised, and he said no, because based upon his experience, 
70% of the American political elite is engaged in pedophilia, 70%. And just notice how that corresponds to the determination by the generals of 70%. Let me give you an illustration of what horrified them about Barack Obama. Uh, I, I hope I'm not going to upset anyone by pointing out that Barack Obama was an uh, open homosexual when he was in Illinois as a state senator. He had a torrid affair with Rahm Emanuel in the bathhouses of Chicago. Uh, that When he went to the White House, he brought Rahm along as his chief of staff. Perhaps more importantly, he had a very long relationship with uh, a man born Michael LaVon Robinson, who even played football at Oregon State, but when he transferred to Princeton, changed his persona to female and called himself Michelle Robinson, where uh, uh, we have photographs of Barack and Michael together, and it's very obvious that Michael's chest is a man's chest, not a woman. And what has happened in the meanwhile is that uh, Michael, now Michelle, has added some inducements. We have photographs where you can see that, that Michelle has a package that most women do not have. We have photographs of Michelle letting her beard grow when her husband is no longer president. Wait, and we it, have a report. Joan Rivers said and, this. Didn't Joan Rivers make these accusations and then something happened to her like a week later? Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, maybe one month to the day later that she supposedly died from a from a minor operation on her throat, which ought not to have been hazardous. But yes, yes, yes. She was asked by a reporter, now we have a black president. Will we ever have a gay president? He said, oh, well, we already do with Obama. Everybody knows. And of course, Michelle is a transgender. We all know it. Don't get excited, she said. Yeah, but for Joan Rivers to say it is one thing, and of course I do think she's a credible source, but I've been able to prove it so that, you know, I can give you plenty of photographs that show, uh, you know, that Michelle has the package, that Michelle let her beard grow, and we have the testimony from a physician who was attending her in Trenton on the campaign trail and walked in on her taking a leak standing up where he explained that while he'd been paid millions for his silence, he could remain silent no longer, that Michelle Obama is not a, a man who underwent a sex change, but that Michelle Obama is a man with breast implants and a huge shaving bill. Now, others have done research and found the parents of the kids, but who, of course, can't be the biological offspring of two males, uh, but where the older girl looks just like her father, the younger just like her mother. I mean, it's really stunning stuff. I've seen so, that. I've seen that. They probably rented their children. And, and so what we're talking about, though, this, this what you're describing, um, is this just part of this, quote, deep state apparatus? Is this how they are, generally speaking? Well, that, is there a lot of this type of, um, I don't know what you call it, but fake families? Uh, false fronts. Well, let, let me get back to the point I was driving at, which is when uh, Seth Rich downloaded the files from the DNC server where he was their IT guy, but a Bernie Sanders supporter and just made it how Debbie Wasserman Schultz was sabotaging the campaign uh, in order to guarantee that Hillary would be the candidate, including transferring 13 primaries that Bernie had won to Hillary's column. 
he shared these files he downloaded with the assistance of Kim.com with Julian Assange by way of uh, the UK ambassador to Uzbekistan, Craig Murray, where Bill Denny, our leading cybersecurity expert, has observed the files were downloaded in real time in the Eastern time zone at a rate too rapid to have been Russian hacking. So there wasn't any Russian interference in the election. Hillary made that up to distract from her own use of a private server and all the corrupt information involved there, and the fact that she had sold off 20% of U.S. uranium reserves to Russia while she was Secretary of State for a $145 million donation to the Clinton Foundation, which required the approval of Barack Obama, leading me to observe that if Julius and Ethel Rosenberg received the electric chair for having shared atomic secrets with the then Soviet Union, what do Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama deserve for having sold 20% of U.S. uranium reserves of Russia. In any case, when Julian Assange published, there was lots of scandalous, stunning stuff. It became obvious that John Podesta is a pedophile-in-chief, and there were striking indications about Barack Obama, including an email about how he had spent $35,000 of taxpayer money to fly a pizza and hot dogs in from Chicago to the White House for a private party. Now, that's obviously a very, very odd report because the White House will not take food from outside sources to circumvent the risk of poisoning, that if these were actually pizza and hot dogs, then they'd be soggy and inedible by the time you got them from Chicago to the White House. But in pedo speak, uh, pizza are little girls, hot dogs are little boys. So what we really were learning is that Barack Obama flew little girls and little boys from Chicago to the White House for a private party at taxpayer expense. This is the sort of thing that alarmed the Joint Chiefs and why they wanted Donald Trump to run to drain the swamp. Now, it turned out an essential part of that was that the, the Donald discovered in office is that the U.S. had become a corporation in 1871 and that it would be crucial to return to a constitutional republic. So, and here is where I was starting to share the, the contents with this message that to yes. General McInerney and General Valley, which appears to be 100% authentic, all seems to be going according to plan. Did you watch President Trump's farewell speech? Notice the flags behind Trump, gold fringe flags, the symbol of the corporation. He accepted the loss of the corporate presidency without actually saying that he conceded. His presidency in the Republic is still intact. He vacated the White House, allowing Biden Harris a smooth transition as promised they will find out that wanting it will not give them the satisfaction that they expected. The U.S. corporation has been legally shut down as of January 19, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. The corporation members in the U.S. were not informed of this as they still need to complete the steal. The subcorporation, states, counties, and cities are now headless. The steal will be completed tomorrow with the inauguration of Biden-Harris. Harris resigned her former position, which is already a dead position as far as power goes, and both will be assuming 
president, vice president positions in name only with zero executive power. He can sign all the executive orders he wants after inauguration. They're only words on paper without authority. January 19, 2021 was the last day that the corporate positions of president and vice president carried any executive power and Trump pants are still in those now worthless positions until 12 p.m. of 1.20. And as I was observing, you know, while that's the time specified by the Constitution, they went early. Uh, Charlie Ward had this version of the pre-recorded inauguration from Spain seven hours early, but I was watching the clock when it went down and was struck that they didn't wait until noon which by my understanding means that the inauguration was null and void because it wasn't conducted at the place and time specified. Continuing, documents for the legal termination of the United States of America in capital letters, which is how it's represented as a corporation, were filed in London 18 months ago with a shutdown date of January 19, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. This allowed time for the Chapter 13 bankruptcy proceedings to be completed prior to the shutdown deadline. The Republic of the United States of America was a sole beneficiary of the assets of a bankrupt corporation. Now, I have others here. There's one, a little interview with Charlie Ward where he's talking about this, and I'd like to share, if that's good with you. Yeah, please. Just run a couple. Please do, because this is exactly what I was trying to... Um, ascertain what exactly is the plan and how is it to unfold and clearly if this is how it's unfolding the mass media is going to bury it they're not going to let us hear an emergency broadcast that would lay it out so yeah please yeah okay good 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 here listen here charlie ward and simon parks and David, Nino, hey, it's an honor to be here with you, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours as well as Charlie. So that's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, it's hundred uh, percent true, man. Um, but I wanted to say, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, and I'm sure you did, but the whole inauguration, people, the everybody from from Obama to to Hillary, Bill Clinton, all of them looked so despondent. It didn't look like a victory inauguration. It looked like they lost. I mean, from every single one of them, they had no life in their eyes. They looked like their body language was depressing. It looked like they were at a funeral. That's that's what I saw. It, it, it's it's really interesting because that goes to a question or a debate I had this morning, and I was saying, whatever we think of these people, these bad people, they're not actually totally stupid. So they must know there's something here, uh, and yet they still turned up. They still turn up, and I thought, A, because they've got nowhere else to go, and B, maybe if the piece of cheese is big enough on the trap, they've got to walk into it. But I totally agree with you. There was no relief or excitement. Uh, it really was. They were looking over their shoulder every five minutes. This is, this is something that was said to me just now. Okay. The farewell speech had gold-trimmed flags. He is transferring administration out of the District of Columbia, where the corporation was formed, and it will gain power by Biden tomorrow. It will be considered a hostile relationship between the state of an occupied territory and the occupying power, which is why they have all the troops there. Um, 
11.3 following that by his executive order of 2018 on seizing of assets, well, DC has been fenced in, so it's now regarded as a foreign territory with foreign assets. And this has caused foreign interference in our election. They can seize everything and anything from the candidate that certifies or is part of the certifying of a fraudulent election. This will all go out in the public view and we'll have, uh, we'll have no communication from the president because the military is now in control due to the Insurrection Act. Biden will be virtually inaugurated into his, this foreign entity and the US Marshals will seize everything and hold tribunals at the Capitol, which is where, why the tents are set up for, as a makeshift prison. Trump will be sworn in as the 19th president of the 1776 Constitution on March the 4th, hence the flags now on the Capitol. So that, I think, is very much what you wanted me to uh, uh, address, uh, uh, Tim. And let me just say, I think there are signs that this is the situation that Trump had signed the Insurrection Act, that it put the military in control now, that Trump has stepped aside for the military to conduct its operations, uh, as it were, to arrest and, and mop up and try, I mean, with military tribunals, uh, uh, those who have been, you know, committing these crimes against America, where there's been a complaint from the Biden administration about lack of cooperation with the Pentagon, that the Pentagon has been holding out on them, not letting them into meters, canceling meters, and a whole lot of things, which I think is exactly what you would expect if the Pentagon actually were in control uh, and that the Biden administration simply hasn't put two and two together. Let me say about the body double, by the way, I'm looking at a photograph of Biden with his hand on the Bible, and I'm told it was an odd Bible that had two upside down crosses, which made it some kind of satanic Bible that Joe Biden is holding. Now, when I did research on the body double, I extended it from the physical features that appeared to differentiate them to body language. And I found photograph after photograph of Joe Biden with, with, with Joe Biden with Joe. And invariably, she was just beaming. She was just beaming at Joe. They were hand in hand, arm in arm, and Joe had this shit-eating grin on his face. I mean, it's very characteristic of Joe Biden. He had this big grin on his face. Now, I looked then for photographs of her with a body double and their body language is completely different. They're not hand in hand. They're not arm in arm. She's not beaming, looking at him in an adoring fashion and he doesn't have the shit-eating smile on his face. That's, and here of all occasions in the world, Tim, one more point. Of all occasions in the world, would she be looking at him with that adoring expression? She's holding the Bible. She's not even looking at him. That's because it's not her husband. It's not Joe Biden, but this imposter. That's a really uh, great starting point. You know, you, you suspect somebody of being a body double. Look at how those around them 
react around that person and how they communicate. That's a very interesting observation there you made. And I think there is something to it. Someone in the chat had actually suggested that they think that Bo Biden didn't really die at 46, but he fake died and that he is behind a hyper-realistic silicone mask playing his own father. Interesting theory. Not outside of the realm of possibility technology-wise, but I do think we're looking at a body double, and that to me would be indicative of he's not even there. Well, there's a very interesting piece on uh, Rumble, January 22nd today, Biden Zio's fake Castle Rock White House stage, praying for a miracle. Now, this is extremely good and seems to me to be highly accurate that, well, we have seen Biden sign one executive order after another. They're not showing up in the Federal Register. In other words, if these were authentic, actionable documents, they'd be posted in the Federal Register. They are not. Moreover, the offices in which Biden is sitting appears to be a facsimile of the Oval Office. If you compare a photograph of Trump with the Oval Office, you'll see trees and bushes out behind the windows. But in this case, a window where you can very clearly see the trees in an authentic Trump photograph, there's a parking lot. Well, there's no way they went and you know rearranged the White House ground to put in a parking lot. What it means is you're looking at a set for the White House uh, on a different location. I have a, a friend who spent a lot of time in Hollywood as a stuntman. Uh, we were speaking only earlier today, for example, and he observed that he knew of at least two Oval Office sets. One was at Warner Brothers. Uh, here, it turns out, he's got the German Foreign Office tweeting out a picture of the Oval Office that is a sound stage. It's as if Biden's presidency is uh, a show all for optics. Uh, here's another, after speaking to the Guard law enforcement and many citizens here in D.C., over 50 of them, no one heard any singing yesterday or saw the inauguration. None of them saw it. And there's a whole lot more going on here, suggesting this is all an elaborate charade. And if you go to Antifa, it switches you directly to the White House, which is pretty damn peculiar. People have observed that if these troops were under Biden's control, that why didn't he simply set them home? And get this, here's a nice one, Tim. The whole inauguration was a stage pre-recorded, not live. How could she, Jill, have different shoes on walking from arrival to inauguration and then in the White House, it was not live, you are being played. Listen to this. When Jill Biden arrived at the Capitol yesterday, she was wearing tan shoes. By the time she walked out onto the stage at the Capitol, they were blue. And finally, when they walked into the White House, they were tan again, all from the same live feed. Okay, okay, that's a major continuity error. The editor should have caught that. I don't know if that's an Easter egg or that's a glitch, but that's a good catch. I'm gonna to have to look at that. I have seen some comparing the carpets, how they're supposed to change the rug between presidencies and Biden's rug looks like the one from Castle Rock. And one thing on Castle Rock, there was a pertinent cue drop referencing a period of, they described 10 days of darkness, with which 
has been taken to mean January 20th until the 30th, this particular posting from Q has the phrase Castle Rock, which is very interesting considering that Castle Rock has come up in the context of a fake White House stage. Yeah, one of my... One of my favorite shows, I think, uh, in the past, Castle, was produced by Castle Rock, as I recall. I mean, they make movies. They are a production studio. So, you know, if this is a production, it may be it's a Castle Rock production. But I'm telling you, it's all uh, really very, very strange things are going on. Now, I was watching Tucker just before I came on with you, and he was talking about they've sent an executive order down to the border to release everyone they've arrested, just to release them, let them go, don't hold anyone. I mean, this is one of the monster events, uh, you know, actions they're taking here that may or may not have legal authority that are going to make a big difference to Americans, just as they canceled the XL pipeline, which is going to cost thousands of jobs. It's going to make America energy dependent on foreign countries, again, for the resources, has antagonized Canada, because this was a big deal with a pipeline running from Alberta all the way down through Texas, you know, to the Gulf Coast. So, I mean, this is really stunning stuff. And they're doing this with just going forward at breakneck speed. They're also planning to introduce massive taxes on guns and ammunition and create a kind of a registry so that they can confiscate our weapons. I, I have a whole piece about the Second Amendment and the politics of gun control at jimtheconspiracyguy.com, where I conclude by pointing out that David Hodges, who has the Common Sense Show, had observed that in the 20th century, there were 19 democides, basically annihilations of whole whole citizenry, whole, whole societies by their own governments, each of, in the 20th century, each of which was preceded by gun confiscation. We don't want America to become number 20. Yeah, well, this, this has been a very interesting freak show, the inauguration. They brought out Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks, which I thought to be very curious in particular, because both of them have been pegged as part of the whole Pizzagate crew. Tom Hanks in particular. And you mentioned earlier about Obama's $30,000 hot dog bill being a reference to young boys. Well, Tom Hanks is about to play Pinocchio in a live action. And his name, of course, is Geppetto. And he makes wooden boys. And then he puts them, you know, he goes to the Pleasure Island if you watch the Pinocchio story. And it's like, are they throwing it in the faces of the QAnoners that they're a whole bunch of child trafficking psychopaths in charge and that's why they would flaunt it by having these characters in front and then you had lady gaga dressed up like a character out of the hunger games which again more uh, i think heavy symbolism out there well i think they are very arrogant and yes rub our faces in it a lot of us believe that arrests were going to take place at the inauguration and it may be that the reason why they did a virtual, a pre-recorded inauguration was that they knew there was a risk that they would be arrested, and that's why the arrest didn't take place. They weren't even there. You notice one of that report, having talked to 50 people, nobody saw the inauguration take place. Here, here was one of the reasons why we expected Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, had put out a, a tweet 
the following under the heading, the storm is upon us, which we were led to believe would be uh, used by the president in these, uh, you know, emergency broadcasts. The storm is upon us. It reads as follows. Over the next 10 to 14 days, you will learn shocking information about many of our government officials and wealthy elite. Child sex trafficking and pedophilia are the worldwide pandemic. Revelations will relate to Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Chief Justice John Roberts, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, and thousands more. I have seen the evidence. It is conclusive. This truly is the battle between good and evil. Lynn Wood, too, has put up a number of tweets, including about the Chief Justice, that he was overheard in a conversation with Justice Stephen Breyer talking about how they would manage the election issue and where he was telling Breyer uh, that he would make sure that Mother Effer did not get reelected. That's the Chief Justice of the United States. Wood Wood obviously is going to be authoritative about his, about this. He's very familiar with laws of defamation and the like, and would not publish something that were false, uh, it, it, but which indicates that not only is the Chief Justice not qualified to sit on any issue related to the election of 2020. He's not even fit to sit on the Supreme Court at all. Here's another Lynn Wood tweet. Hillary Clinton thought she had rigged the 2016 election. The plan after her election was to kill federal judges so that Hillary could stack the judiciary. U.S. Supreme Court targeted. FBI was complicit. And here is another. Vice President Pence must resign today. Pence's on videos captured by FBI. Discussions about murdering judges. Roberts was involved, so was Hillary Clinton. And there's a third where it turns out that Justice Scalia learned of this plan to murder federal judges and went to the White House to inform the president. And the next thing we knew, Scalia himself was dead. There was no autopsy and the body was cremated. I was stunned at the time by how eh, casual or even, uh, you know, disdainful Obama was towards Scalia, who was, you know, a champion of the First and Second Amendments. I mean, we need people like Scalia on the Supreme Court. Yes. And it's that's, very clear. I have so not, we've heard here. I hadn't heard this. About, I hadn't heard this, but you brought up Lynn Wood. Okay, so Lynn Wood has been a very prominent figure since he backed Kyle Rittenhouse after the events in Kenosha. Then Linwood got a very big following on Twitter, became something of uh, almost, he was almost throwing, dropping bombs on Twitter. He was saying things that were uh, very disruptive, uh, I think, to the Twitter sphere. He talked about, he said, hang Pence, for example. And these phrases that he tweeted were then chanted by people over at the Capitol. So that kind of rhetoric got him kicked off Twitter. He goes over to Parler. Now, Parler is then shut down afterward, leading many to think, because you brought up also the idea of a gun grab, leading many to think that everyone who got onto Parler just doxed themselves uh, to the opposition and handed over their information. Many of them even uploaded their driver's licenses. And so some think that the uh, character Linwood, uh, you know, he's, he's um, like I said, he was brought out again to the world stage very prominently because of Kyle. Some think he's more or less a Judas goat. 
and that he and others getting people to parlor was just to get their docs. Do you think there's any credence no, to that? I, Tim, I can see why you might think that. I don't believe it. Lynn Wood seems to me to be completely admirable. I live here in Wisconsin. I followed the Kenosha event. Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. He was a very courageous young man. He was there to assist others. He was playing the role of a medic. The evidence against him was ridiculous. One of those he shot but did not kill said to his friend uh, when he was recovering that his only regret was he had unloaded on Kyle to kill him with a gun he had in his hand when Kyle shot him. They were trying to beat him to death with a skateboard and others. Kyle Rittenhouse is an American hero. And I'll tell you something else, and this is indicative of the absurdity of this election outcome. When, when uh, uh, Donald Trump came to Kenosha, there were citizens out to greet him five blocks long. When Joe Biden came to Kenosha, there was one misguided school teacher out to greet him, one. And if you looked at their Twitter accounts before Twitter banned Trump, you know, and this is just an egregious violation of the, the right to communication, especially of a president of the United States. Trump had like 90 million Twitter followers, Biden like 19. The idea that Joe Biden would beat Donald Trump in an election is absurd. That could only happen if it were massively rigged. And of course, we have the evidence it was massively rigged. The Texas lawsuit submitted to the Supreme Court gave a brilliant delineation of the many violations of the laws of the various states themselves in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin. But the Supreme Court declined to hear it on the absurd ground that Texas didn't have standing, when surely any state has standing, because if other states don't conduct their elections in a proper way, they're not only not treating the Trump votes and voters the same way they're treating Biden votes and voters, but they're corrupting an election that has consequences for every one of us. And this, in my opinion, is a profound indictment of John Roberts, who is so corrupt, he has no place on the Supreme Court or in any judicial proceeding. He is a repulsive individual who denied the American people the right to have their election straightened out by the court. So that Trump has done everything he can by the book. He went through the courts, the state courts, the appeal courts, the state Supreme Court, the federal Supreme Court, the, 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 the legislatures. They made appeals over a hundred legislators in various states appealed to Mike Pence to give them time to convene the legislatures to determine which electors ought to represent the states. Pence betrayed Donald Trump. And now, you know, uh, McConnell is betraying Donald Trump. The idea of having a second impeachment trial is absurd beyond belief. I mean, just ridiculous. But Pelosi is petrified that they might have to run against Trump again, and they know they wouldn't stand a chance. Okay, so then this leads me back to this. So should this all be the case? And one of the things, one of the common refrains I've seen with a lot of these Q posts is it has to be this way. They have to go through this process or nobody will accept what comes next. So what comes next, if this is all true coming into fruition, is that on March the 4th, 2021, Donald Trump will be inaugurated the 19th president of the 1776 Constitution and that the 
America Corporation is defunct. It's just a fraud right there being held up by the media. Um, are we going to get the broadcast that we've been told about? The QAnons have been waiting for some sort of a broadcast, an emergency broadcast that would reach every phone, every device. Is that going to happen or can that be blocked? Well, it may not even be necessary because, as I understand it, the Pentagon and FEMA are now in control of the government as a consequence of the signing of the Insurrection Act based upon massive proof of foreign intervention in the election in 2020. And if what happens uh, happens in accordance with my expectations, then the military is going to carry the ball for about 30 days, and the outcome will be more or less as you described. Trump has several times now said he's not done. When he bid farewell, he said the best is yet to come. Uh, he said he would return in some form or another. I believe he's been obliquely referring to all of these moves he's made behind the scene. We're getting rid of the U.S. corporation was a magnificent contribution to America in restoring the republic. I mean, this is just wonderful beyond words. But I admit fully that many are going to remain in a state of confusion until this does or does not play out. And the mainstream media is doing everything they can to prop up this very feeble pair of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden where he is so incompetent that when he's told to salute the Marines, he says, salute the Marines rather than saluting the Marines. I mean, Tim, you are all over this. Yes. So this has been great. Um, I'm glad that I was able to get a hold of you and clarify for people who are listening where this QAnon phenomenon is, what the story actually is, because the media is running a campaign to broad brush anyone who looked into it and they're trying to make it look like they were wrong, now they're going back to CNN, which just isn't the case. That's not how it's happening. So um, for anyone who wants to catch up with you on a weekly basis, you said you have a show. You said jimthekonspiracyguy.com. Are there any other sites? So yeah, I, have, I have two key websites plus Twitter. jimthekonspiracyguy.com. I have like uh, 60 shows that are right there about various kinds of conspiracies, including the coronavirus, including gun control, including Pizzagate, including a host of other issues. Just go to jimtheconspiracyguy.com and check them out. They're all there at your fingertips. I have a blog, jamesfetzer.org, where I publish the best articles I've run across. Uh, uh, I don't always agree with the author, as I don't agree with what Jack says here, but I thought he argued his case extremely well and that it was an important case to present to the public, because I do not believe in censorship. And these, these people are totalitarians. These Democrats are executing a Bolshevik-style revolution on the American people, which must be brought to an end. I'm also on Twitter, at Jim Fetzer. And it's been a real pleasure being on with you tonight. Excellent, Jim. Well, we're going to do this again. Uh, I knew you were the person to talk to. I follow your blog, jamesfetzer.org. I highly recommend it. And I'll definitely follow you on Twitter. So I'll touch base with you via email and I'll get you the MP3. This is going to replay at midnight Eastern time on darkmatter.radio. Excellent. Okay, we'll talk soon, Jim. Have a great night. You got it. Thanks. Okay, everyone, thank you for joining me here in the chat. This is going to be replayed live if you want to catch it. If you missed it from the beginning, go to darkmatter.radio. I'll be live open phones 
in about, well, you'll get the message if you're on the list. So go into the chat box and subscribe. All right, this is Chief Crow Auto Hoax. Thanks for joining. We'll be back later. Second, 1996. 96, y'all. Gonna filter your